Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche postgame show. We got AJ, we got Eric, we got Rudo talking about the really similar game to the last one that we were talking about. And that's bad. Don't like that one bit. The the abs were so bad, Megan just couldn't stomach it and went home. That's bad. Yeah. That bad. She spiked her laptop on the ground and she stomped out of here and called everybody names. She threw a swear word in there, Dang. too. It was crazy, man. Imagine the abs costing you like $1,000 because you spiked your laptop because they were so bad. I don't think that g- tiny jet engine cost $1,000. <laughs> I, I, I guess, yeah. All right. Anyway. Avs lose four to nothing to the Buffalo Sabers. I guess I have to do a sixty-second rundown again. So I'm gonna do that in less than sixty seconds, and it's gonna be definitely a thing that will have happened. And that's about all I'm gonna say about it until I actually do it. Oh, it's yellow. Because of the Nuggets. Yellow because the Avs played like pee. Nice. <laughs> Are we just going? This is Just leave it. No, we're no, good. No, just Let do it, it man. Who cares, brother? Uh, first eight, nine minutes actually weren't that bad. I felt like the Avs were playing pretty, pretty good. And then Josh Manson had a heinous turnover that made it one nothing Buffalo, and the Avs were not good for the rest heinous. of the game. And that was about it. Very few positives from then on for Colorado. Lots more puck sloppiness, lots more turnovers, the usual gamut of problems. They give up more goals. They fail to score any goals. You have a really scary moment at the end of the second period where McCarr goes hard into the end boards, and he was okay. Came back to the game in the third period, and honestly, that's the only thing that I really cared about in this game is that one of the best players in the world wasn't hurt. So that's a win in someone's book, I guess. But the Avs give up a bunch of goals because they're bad, and then they lose 4 nothing. The end. Not bad. Blue. Yep. We should just start with Makar, man. That's yep. where everybody wants to start. Yep, we don't need to go fine. in chronological I, order. When the Avs don't score any goals, chronological order goes out the window. Yeah, who cares? Uh, let's start with who the cares? play itself. Makar is going back into his own zone behind his net to collect the puck. Acaposo's chasing him down. There's pretty definitive contact to Makar's lower back. It's not, he doesn't like try and break his stick over his back or anything, but there's a shove there. It's not that dramatic, no, (laughs) but it's definitely reckless and definitely illegal. So my problem here is uh, Makar is uh, a defenseless player at that point, right? You go back to the start of last year where Landis Gog hits Kirby Doc on one knee in a dangerous position. Yeah. Is that not like textbook the place where you don't hit a guy because what happens is exactly what happens to Makar? 
Well, I didn't like it. Okay. It's like you, you know, like anybody else. I mean, it's at least a penalty, right? I mean, obviously, I, I can see why McKinnon was pissed and yelling after. And we'll talk about that too. Yeah, um, I, I don't like it. it. Gives him that shot. I just, again, I'm not for violence. I always say that, but I don't like that it goes. Uh, I, that hit made me a little pro violence because, yeah. you know, you don't let that happen to one of your guys. Do something. Yeah, I mean, look in Seattle. Uh, you know, LOC does the right things, and then the Avs turn it around, and then have that big game, and they win. I mean, I again, not for violence, but it's just called pack of wolves. And I understand. Oh, yeah, but they don't want to take a penalty. They're down. I mean, at the end of the day, they still lost the game. They would have lost the game. There was nothing going their way anyway. It's been six periods, so somewhere, I didn't like that. I didn't like that it went on whatever you want to call it. You know, and then. Uh, Again, Kale played. Who knows how he is? And, you know, wasn't there at the end, the last shift or when they pulled the goalie, but he was on the bench. But, I mean, who knows? Was it just because, like like Rudo said, it was, the game was already over? Or maybe, you know what I mean? Hopefully that's what that is. And yeah, I mean, look, the fact that he came back at all means it's not yeah, anything exactly. like yeah. devastating. So that's a that's a good win you, you'll take that for Colorado that Kale McCarr didn't do something crazy and, and hurt his knee badly or something like that yeah none of the uh the team flight back to Denver is delayed because right. McCarr is still in the hospital getting, an getting MRI x-rays and MRIs and all that yeah no he came back and played and you know I'm still concerned about when the adrenaline wears right. off, how much does it hurt? Definitely, what really happened? If, if he ends up missing the Blues game, I would be the least surprised person ever. Yeah, it's we'll 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 see how sure like what becomes of it. But for right now, that first shift of the third period, we all just went <laughs> cool. They've already lost this game, so who cares? But extremely yeah, right. encouraging that he at least went back out there. If your options are lose the game and have Kale McCarr or lose the game and not have Kale McCarr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty I'm, easy choice. I mean, I will also say, hey, remember Andrew Cogliano not so long ago played with a broken neck, like came back in that game. So yes, but also different. I understand. Yeah, but. If you like tear an ACL or something, you, your leg doesn't just still work. <laughs> well, and then uh, the other... I, I think we would all agree it's just a bad it's a bad hit, it's a dangerous yeah. hit. I'd like for the league to at least look at it. I expect nothing to come of it. The, since McCarr came back, yeah. Especially when McCarr came back and it you was know like, how the well, league is. Yeah. And They're like, oh hits hits that don't actually really hurt players, uh they're they're fine. We can live with I, them. I, I struggle with the fact that there isn't a penalty called on the play though. Not a penalty called, and I think the part that really frustrated me the most was that the Avs just didn't do anything about it. They got a little, they they got a, a little rambunctious about it for a couple of seconds, and obviously McKinnon gets the penalty, shouting at the referee. Yep. But you but don't, you don't have a conversation away with from that thing. Yeah. Well, and then later in the third period, you don't have anything. You know, you you don't like. You don't do something about it. You know, I wanted in that Seattle game, using that example that Eric brought up, LOC remembers. Yep. And he says, hey, you know, we we remember how this goes. You hurt our guy. Yeah. So, I, and it's Kale McCarr. You know, I know Kale McCarr's yes. probably sitting in the locker room, and he's like, fellas, I'm good. It's fine. 
don't worry about it. Let's just play our game. Let's try and get on the board here. Let's try and get something going. Let's try and feel good about ourselves. Well, you know, whatever. He's doing the good guy Kale thing. That's what he does. <laughs> but I want somebody in that room to say, F that, you're our guy. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not saying go and, like, do something crazy, obviously. No. But, like, something, you know, you're supposed to play as a team. You're supposed to be a group. And, uh, I, and I, I, I'm not going to. It's a minor gripe, but I was disappointed. I'm not a big fan of the, hey, go get in a fight to spark your team thing. But you're down 3 nothing. And you haven't scored a goal in five periods. Yeah. If there was ever a time to give her a go, <laughs> it feels like that's it. No? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it the other day, momentum. You know, you're losing momentum. You lost momentum. You've, you've lost it for six periods now. But at that time, it's four or five periods. You know, there's a time and a place to do something. Yep. And sometimes you don't have to do it with goals and assists. And, you know, you just have get a spark, get something going, get... It just fell flat, like you know what I mean, yeah. like 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 the you know from from the top end guys looked flat the last two games. Can't, couldn't make plays, couldn't yep. couldn't hit the net, couldn't make right decisions, and then you know, and, and then the lower end guys really didn't do anything. And, and you gotta, but some someone's gotta do something to get the momentum back, and and it's very easy to do. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not hard. I mean, like you just gotta elevate your heart rate a little bit, and then get it going. You know, Akposo um, just to finish on that, like. Whether it's a big shove or a small shove, it's still a shove, and it, and it's still dangerous. So, um, listen, I I'm not saying he's a dirty player. I'm saying no. right there, he just he makes a little play that's a little dangerous for for a guy retrieving a puck, and you know, I didn't like it. You know, it's it's obviously a penalty. You know, in in any league. Uh, I mean, look, is he trying to send Makar careening into the no, end boards? No, no, no. no. Is he not. trying to knock Makar over? Yeah. He's trying to get a competitive advantage. You know what I mean? Like yeah, trying to make him care, totally. you know. It, but it I'm, just ended up bad, right? So I think he's trying to send him creating into the boards personally. <laughs> I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe yeah. he doesn't perfectly realize exactly where they are on the ice well, or when whatever. You, when you go and you look, you see where he pushes him, where he hits him. Yeah, it's you right, see, in, it's, right in the small it's of the right back. In the, the small of the back where a guy has the least amount of leverage. Yep. He's this it's happening on purpose. He's he is purposely hitting him there. Mm. Yeah. He knows. He knows that. Hey, this is the one. This is the kind of hit that it's going to send our guy. He's going to send the guy into the boards. He's trying that. I don't think he's trying to hurt him. Sure. Yeah. But I. I he is. He's. He's definitely trying to get him off of his feet, and that's a good way to do it. it especially, works. especially when a guy's trying to stop, and he's leaning back a little bit like that. Yep. And I. To to me, that's a. It's a super dangerous hit, and. If Makar ends up no worse for the wear, the abs are really lucky. Yeah. The other side of this, what did you two make of the McKinnon ref argument? Could you be any softer if you're that ref? Like, that's a hit that you know a team is going to be mad about. Yep. You know that they're going to be mad about that. Could you handle that any in an, any softer a fashion than that? To, to put a guy in the box for being upset about that. That's a star player that gets hurt. Yeah, on a, I, on a on a play that sure looks like a penalty. And uh, you know, I, I don't know what McKinnon said. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he said something yeah. absolutely yeah. crazy yeah. that justified it. Yeah. But from the mannerisms, it certainly didn't look like anything beyond a couple of f bombs and <laughs> that nature. Just in terms of 
Nathan McKinnon yelling at refs. Pretty normal stuff. Pretty low yeah, on the scale right. of the outburst there. Didn't argue with much either afterwards. So who knows what he said? I mean, why 10, though? I mean, I've seen it a lot of times, like a, two minutes for unsportsmanlike conduct, but am I dreaming right now? Why 2 and 10? Like, Ref didn't like it, I guess. I don't know. No, maybe don't you? Usually you get the extra unsportsmanlike conduct, you get two. Why, why 10? Yeah, I, that's what I didn't look on the score. I, so I was. I mean, I'm sure it's. We need local legend. I'm absolutely Dave sure right it's now. a ref's discretion thing and whatever. Yeah. And and you know, I I it really didn't change the outcome of the no, game, no, no, so no. I don't care that much. But just a weird situation overall. I'm trying to see. Um, I do want to dive into <laughs> some more of the actual <laughs> problems the Avs had in this game? Kyle Lapozo said that he tried to stick lift him. In what world, Tried to buddy? stick lift him by going like this yeah. into his back. I tried to stick lift a guy by pushing him in the back. Yeah, okay, buddy. Brother, that wouldn't be acceptable in a grocery store. What are you talking about? Well, don't bother going to a grocery store if you're trying to get some bread. Go order some Hero bread instead from Hero.co. We got Splash. it. We got it. It wasn't a Bacchus and Shanker read, so I didn't have to lead you astray. Uh but get your hero bread for real. It's fantastic bread, and it's a great low-carb option if that's what you're looking for. Uh, it's got a ton of awesome stuff going on, including 5 to 10 grams of uh, protein if you're trying to, you know, get your bulk on, if that's what you're into. But it also has uh, zero grams of sugar per serving. So tons of awesome stuff when it comes to hero bread as far as your nutrition, whatever it might be that you're looking for. I know a lot of people try to do stuff like keto and all that that essentially cuts out all your bread. Why do that? Well, you can get Hero Bread instead. Uh, if you haven't gone and tried it yet, you can also get it from Amazon. But you can get the deal if you go to Hero.co. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O. And use the DNVR code today to order. It's not just bread. They have buns, tortillas, and other stuff, too. So go check them out. Order today with that DNVR code. And then we're also brought to you uh, by the folks over at Game Time. You can go get your tickets from Game Time today uh, and jump in on that offer, which is using the DNVR code to get $20 off your first purchase. And you save a ton of money beyond just the code with Game Time. You can get tickets to any event, not just sports, but Go to the theater, go into the symphony, you go into uh, whatever event happens to be in town. Game Time will have tickets for you. Go check them out with Game Time. Use the DNVR code. You can also do a bunch of other options to save money, like get tickets last minute. Use the section picker, which will save you 18% when you let Game Time choose the actual seats in the section. Game Time's great. If you haven't used them, use the link down in the description today. Be sure to use that DNVR code to get $20 off. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, not presented by them, but they are one of our sponsors, so it counts. It's all the same. Yeah, that one came out. I mean, look, this game put me half asleep, so I just, I'm an autopilot. Uh, so were they. No, autopilot might be generous, but. No, man, they had the Tesla auto drive going yeah, on. Yeah, running into stuff yeah. is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about some of the actual issues leading to goals in this game. At what point does the bottom pair become a problem that needs immediate addressing? 
Because I know we've talked about, hey, you'd like to replace Jack Johnson. You like to give Caleb Jones this, that, and the other thing. You and I have two games in a row where Josh Manson has done uh, pretty rough things with a hockey puck. It's October 29th, so I would say my concern for the third pairing was roughly 18 days ago. <laughs> um <laughs> So we talked about it after the last game. That yeah. You will live with some of the bad nights that that third pairing is naturally going to give you. Sure. It's just, that's just third pairings in the NHL. Sure. Um, you're going to get some good nights out of them too. But Definitely. to string together back-to-back games where you're like, what the hell's happening here? You're not just... Look, I get the... You have a third pairing where sometimes it gets beat. Sometimes teams are going to score goals on it. Yeah. The last two games, you've had a third pairing that is actively giving away goals. Yeah. And that's bad. Yeah, and I think what the 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 Manson turnover is bad. He's trying to do way too much. Yeah. Way too much. You're not Kale McCarr, buddy. Uh, you're not even Sam Gerrard. So don't do that. Yep. Uh, and then I think I think it gets compounded a lot. By the really piss poor effort coming back, yeah, and trying to get back involved in it, because if you watch, especially that replay from behind, he hits his own blue line and it's full. Yeah, he's not he's not skating hard, and the rebound, and then the uh, Paterka going out wide gave him the slightest opportunity to get into it to get back involved in it. Reach, and he's not skating, and he just very lazily just kind of puts a stick out, and it's like, eh. It was certainly more of an attempted stick lift than what Kyle Opozo did. <laughs> but it's for me, that's where I really struggled. The turnover is bad. Sure. But you make mistakes and you recover from them all the time in the NHL. Yep. That's how the game gets played. But for him to not even work coming back from it, that's frustrating, man. Sure. That's a that's a really that was a very frustrating thing to see. Yep. Totally fair. I, I mean, for me, it's all about hard work, right? I mean, I, I might be the old cliche, but it's they got all worked. I, I didn't like their effort. Forget about their execution. Forget about I didn't like the I don't like the top guys. That's two games. Oh, I don't like the top guys. I didn't even. like the bottom guys. Uh, I, again, I'm not going to fault the goaltender. I'm not. Uh, but the special teams were not good. Um, they were not. Our plays not good. Uh, face-offs, like, oh, oh, they won 60%. I, I don't care. The big ones that you needed to win, you lost. You know what I mean? Like, so that that's, that's you know, you, you need timely saves for a goalie. Well, you need timely face-offs for forwards, too. So um, what is that saying? They get <laughs> hard work will beat talent when talent doesn't, you know, work hard. And that, yep. that's exactly what it is. Like, I, I didn't like. I'm the biggest fan of the top guys of the Avalanche, as we all are. Yeah, uh, we're lucky. We're fortunate to have those guys, night in and night out. But the last two games, uh, it just shows you, like you know, if your big guys aren't going, it, it, the National Hockey League is tough to win. Yeah. Um, now, on the flip side of that, when your top guys aren't going, uh, and I've been part again, I always go back to the you know the old days of the Avalanche because that's what I can relate to, and it's Sakic's not going, Forsberg's not going, and someone needs to go. And if it's a guy that's on the third or fourth line, then you get going. Yeah. And, and and then you get some, you create some momentum. You create something. You create a spark. 
That's why guys make a living uh, in the National Hockey League sometimes, and they're just average players, but they just have that knack to go get that big play, to make that that big hit or, or to create havoc, and then next year you have a four-minute power play or to go and disturb the opposition. I just felt that that aspect was flat too, it's just like the rest of the game. It's it's two games in a row where it's flat, and yeah. they're six and two. I think they would, you know, it's the old the old saying. Oh, if you would have told us after eight games, looking at our schedule, been on the road a lot, if we're six and two, we'll be satisfied. Of course. What I didn't like is that I mean, this two is two of a, eight games have been at home. Yeah. No, that's that's my point. Like, yeah. hey, I, you know, in the big picture, it's fine. Like, it's not, it, it's not alarming. It's alarming because it's two in a row. It's alarming because it's uh, yeah. exactly. And then you want to start that early, right? You don't lose two in a row. You, you don't have shitty games two two days in a row. Uh, as as a pairing, as a line, as a as a star player, as a bottom of the lineup guy, you don't want two games in a row where. You know, very good. Like I, you know, again, Val wasn't good. You know, I don't think he's been very good. Lekkinen wasn't good. I mean, if you nope. look at his stats, his bagels across the board, right? Like it's twenty-something minutes of ice and not much happening. You know what I mean? So, now is it time to come home a little bit? It is tiring. I mean, I I say it all the time. National Hockey League like tires you out. It's it's tough. It's nice to get on the road, like I was saying at the start of the year. But now it's it's time to come home. Maybe yeah. play a game or two. You know, I mean, I know they're going back again to <laughs> Vegas, but uh, time to get home a little bit. Play, play one. Home game. Yep. They're right back out there. So it's challenging. They, they yeah. come home proper after that. Yeah. But yeah, proper hour. It, yeah. It's definitely a start to the schedule. And look, in a vacuum, you're saying, hey, this was the last game of a road trip. They've been out on the East for a week. Yeah. Bad games happen. It's a 1 p.m. game. It weird. A lot of weird situations. If it were not for that Pittsburgh game. Yep. I don't think we're making a big deal out of this. Even if they had still lost the Pittsburgh game, but they'd done it in a competitive fashion. Yeah, exactly. But to completely no-show two straight games, it's yeah. tough. That's not a that's not a thing that you look at and say that yeah, okay, this is Colorado Avalanche hockey. It's right. not. We know that these guys are better, and they showed it through the first I, six games of the year. <laughs> I would say that. I would say that. I'm pissed about today. I'm pissed about the last two. As a. I'm not, I'm not concerned at all about the team moving no. forward. No. It's not like all of a sudden I'm like, they don't no. have it. But this is ridiculous. Yeah. They they have it. They just have to go and work, right? Yeah, I mean, you yeah. don't you don't spend the money that you spend on this roster. Yeah. To and 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 have guys make the money that they do at the top of this roster. A couple of guys making nine million plus. Yep. To to turn around and get and shut out back to back two games. eggs in a row, yeah. and and to really like they were awful. It's not like oh they didn't have it. Well, like Kale McCarr with the Kale McCarr was good defensively today, horrific with the puck. Yeah, Nathan they, McKinnon and Miko Rantanen couldn't do anything right offensively. They looked awful. And it, I mean awful. And maybe the biggest takeaway that I'm struggling with here is how casually those guys are slinging pucks into yeah. nonsense. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot of the time you live with some of that from your top stars because you're like, well, they make it work often enough that, you know, the ones that get through you're saying is an amazing play. But it is devolved to the point where you're now watching Nathan McKinnon throw a puck through two defenders that even if it gets through, it's not going to anybody. Yeah. And that's not good enough. You need better than that, full stop. Yeah. So 
that's where I'm struggling like, with this. Like we're talking about the third pairing and yeah, stuff, and, and it's look, like when look, their stars are not doing anything right. It's not yeah. been great, but your top guys were dog shit. Yep, they were just bad, and I don't know. I don't know any way to say that else. Like that's it's just what it was. Your fourth line. Games. Your fourth line was the only line that had any energy. It was the only line that consistently did work together. Yep. What are we doing here? I mean, that's not good enough. That can never your fourth line can never be your best line in a game that you expect Certainly to actually win. Certainly not one you're competitive in, even. Yeah, yeah. I. It was. It, that's a line that's giving you what they're doing their job. Yep. They're spending a lot of time in the offensive zone, making the other team work hard. Right, they're yep. grinding away. They're cycling hard. They're doing all the things. The fourth line is the one where you're looking at it, going, "Yeah, that's great." And the top sure, line is score, out but... there with McKinnon turning over a puck and lazily turning around, and it's a three-on-one the other yeah. way. Yeah, and and I think I think compounded as as Eric mentioned, Nachushkin and Lekkinen, you have you've given them the commitments that you have because those guys combine. High high work rate, yep. a really high work ethic with the ability to play alongside skill and have skill of their own. And for them for them to kind of ghost the way that they did, this is what it I mean, this was this was a preseason caliber of game from the Avalanche. Yeah, totally. And Buffalo was all over them. I felt like Buffalo did way more to them than what Pittsburgh did to them the other day. Buffalo was a lot more responsible in playing the way that they did. Uh, and, and dictating some of the play. Yep. Versus Pittsburgh, who just took some freebies, scored them, and then skated away. Buffalo kicked Colorado's ass in this game. Sure. I mean, they just they just kicked their ass. Agree. Can live with that. Uh, just frustrating. What we said after the Pittsburgh game was, "Hey, don't let it happen two times in a row." And that's exactly what the Avs did. So. And that's the bad part, right? Yeah. Because I and I know Coach Bednar talked about it the other day in his presser. It was like, hey, it's not about losing a game in Pittsburgh or whatever tonight would be. Not about losing a game in in Buffalo. It's about having the right habits to make sure that in crucial moments at the end of the season, those those things don't happen. You know what I mean? And you don't just turn the switch on at the end of the year. And it shows you right now, like the switch been off for a couple of days, right? There's there's games within games, right? There's games within trips. There's games within schedules. So they they this road trip they're one and two. So they lost the road trip. Yeah, you know what I mean, and the Avs haven't lost a road trip in a long time, right? With yep. what is it, 15 games in a row? The record was of winning yep. on the road. So so it's disappointing. Yeah, it's a failure. It's a, it's a small failure. It's not a season failure. We're yeah, talking about failures like games within the schedule. You know, like games within the games and. Yeah, I mean, do I love this team? I think they're fantastic. I, I, I still think they're the best team in the National Hockey League. When they um, show up, at least. That's right, and it just shows you when, you know, everyone needs to do their job. Everyone, And when it, they don't, they can be marginal like a lot of teams in this league, right? Yep. Uh, Ukopeka Lukin in that the Avs only muster <laughs> 23 shots on goal. Now, there were a couple of very good saves <laughs> early in the game. <laughs> What? Remember two days ago, after that game again in Pittsburgh, when I said the Avs were going to have another game like this this year, where they only have twenty-two shots on goal. It was the next and night, it was, <laughs> and it was it was still going to be better played than what they did in Pittsburgh. I don't know if I feel that way right now. I think I think this game was better than Pittsburgh, marginally, but I think it was better, mostly <laughs> from the first eight minutes of the game, where the Avs actually yeah. looked pretty okay. 
The okay. rest of the game was pretty much a carbon copy. Yeah. yeah. They just felt like the same game to me. They were very similar. With, I, the, with the threat of a serious injury to Kale McCarr yeah. as an added heart attack. And well, then an uplifter in some ways when he was okay. But. They just haven't been really smart with the puck for two games, and that's that's what's leading but, to turnovers, leading to... I mean, they just... Their puck... Like, they play with the puck. It's not even like you hear coaches all the time, our play away from the puck. Now, to me, it's to play with the yeah, puck. The no, last I, two games have been awful. It, and it's not just lack of smarts. It's the execution, too. Yeah. That's it, yeah. That's what They're, I mean. you know, NHL players aren't very often missing passes so bad they're throwing it five feet behind a guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's bad from an NHL caliber guy. And forget that. Abs <laughs> at many points were struggling true. to make two passes in a row. Like, just has to be better. Yeah. And, and, and that comment, because I love your comment, shines through on the power play, too. Because, oh, yeah. right, you have the puck, you have control, and then you have a hard time to string a couple passes. I mean, I saw one power play was nicely executed. That's when he made the save sideways. I think Ryan Johansson tipped it in front there. Yeah. Uh, that was like four or five nice passes. That's what we're accustomed to, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I can't go back in that game. And, you had one of those and, plays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's my point. You know, it's just... Well, and, and again, it, it's weird decisions, and I don't know how much of this is the system they wanted, but you're in the end of the second period. You get a power play with no McKinnon, no McCarr, and you're putting Miko Rantanen behind the goal line? Yeah, that drove me nuts, personally, that Miko Rantanen is standing in a position where he is not dangerous. So you're, You are not worrying about him. If you're Buffalo, you're saying... You stand there and we love Thank it. you. Yeah. Thank you for making my life a I would, little I bit easier. I would much easier. rather take Arturi Lekkinen as the shooter than we Miko talk about. Rantanen. We talk about yeah. this on the show all the time, Nathan McKinnon's propensity for defending himself. Yep. Sometimes when he pulls up and he's trying to find guys and he does all this, and the defense is going... Whew. <laughs> that was the power play version of defending yourself. Yeah. You know, th this is your biggest threat. And he's not a threat. He's not in a position to for a one-timer. He's not in position to make a play. Yep. It, it, he's at the bottom. Just kind of hanging out. Yeah, and, and trying to throw it out in front. And nobody's moving. Nobody's doing anything. Yep. Nobody's trying to create anything. That's where there was no chemistry. There was no energy. They just look totally checked out. It was no. Also, this stat uh, that ninety-nine percent of the time standings by Thanksgiving are indicative of season results isn't even it's, close to it's accurate more on like planet Earth. Seventy-five percent of the and time, and it's not. It's that's the that stat gets cited every year incorrectly. That is entirely about making the playoffs, not about who goes deep, not about who's good and who's yes, bad. It's it about is getting entirely it. about, about yeah, getting the postseason. For sure. The U.S. That Thanksgiving is, one, you said. Yes, yeah, okay, that yeah. is all that stat is. It is. Every year, somebody misrepresents that statistic. Fair enough. So, I'm just saying, it's not true. Go and look at the standings on American Thanksgiving last year and, and see what you could... Go, go through those and look at where the teams ended up finishing, who went deep, and how much that, that actually mattered. It, I mean, it, it just doesn't. The stat is really just a bastardization of the idea of... You can't make the playoffs in the first month, but you can lose the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, and the, the Avs aren't in that position. And they have not lost the playoffs. Getting shut out in back-to-back games is ridiculous. But that this is not the conversation that we're having. It's and you even Dallas lost the other night. Vegas lost the other night. It's there are now no undefeated teams in the NHL. So it's not like the Avs are 
spiraling compared to the league or anything. A tough league. And Boston, all those teams blew leads in those games, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's a tough league. I mean, it's... It's hard. That that league bites you back if you cheat it. You know what I mean? It doesn't, yeah. If you don't treat it right, it just bites back at you. Well, it's unforgiving. The Avs got some of that in these that's last right. two games, didn't they? Yeah. So. yeah. And again, I'm sure that's what they talk. That's the worst part. You talk about it the last two days. You have practice on the road there, and you have pregame meeting. Yeah. And hey, let's let's puck management. Let's go. And then poor Josh. You know he has a poor decision, Manson at the blue line. And 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 there's times. That's what I was saying the other about blackjack. You know, like you make mistakes and the pucks in your net. And sometimes you make mistakes and your goalie says, oh, or or the other team doesn't execute. You know. But right now yeah. it just seems those last two games. Every time they've done it, the puck's been in their net. Yeah. And like you get like the Tyson Joe score where it's a good defensive play where it ramps up off a stick. Just doesn't go your way. Yeah, it ramps up off a stick and ends up going high up over Georgiev's shoulder where you're like, look, that's hockey, man. That's that stuff just happens. And and the first two are brutal, brutal. Like that's bad. If you're playing better hockey, that's Buffalo's first goal of the game. Right. You're going all right, whatever. Yeah. But instead, you gave him two freebies essentially. And it felt like that was a good, like, you make your own luck. Oh, totally. Of, like, totally. You haven't earned a good break here. You're getting kind of throttled in this game. You're playing horribly. You, you've kind of put yourself in position to be on the receiving end of a break like that. 100%. And they were. And that's, sometimes that's life, man. Yep. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. Sometimes when that's life, you need to just crack a beer. Certainly the Broncos know about that life with the Broncos <sighs> country. Man, I don't drink very much uh, these days. <laughs> but those last two games have really got me wondering. <laughs> I'm going to try all the Breck Brew offerings. Their, uh, their Christmas <laughs> ale is out there. I know our Nuggets guys saw it the other day. So if you are in, if you really need to drink, they got the mini kegs. Yeah, those are Christmas ale. Year. They are awesome. Great gifts, too. Uh, dozens of different flavors, though. They have something for everyone. You can find it at your local liquor store. Go to Breck brew.com to find it online with the Breck Beer Locator. Check them out today. And then, if you really need to get away, consider going to Circa with the Broncos guys for the road trip. They take it on the Raiders here coming up pretty soon. You can get the package through DNVR getting over to Circa. You get 20% off a two-night stay at Circa Resort and Casino. You get two tickets to Winter Swim and Concert. You get two passes to Stadium Swim. You get to go to the DNVR tailgate and watch party at Stadium Swim. You get an annual Die Hard membership package. And you get the option to buy a game ticket. So jump into it. There's a link down in the description for more information. It's an awesome package and an awesome chance to go hang out with Circa and have a great time in Vegas with the DNVR fam. So go check it out. Go sign up today. Uh, of course, you can also just go to Circa on your own whenever you want. If that's a thing you want to do, you can go check them out at CircaSports.com. Well, we saw of Circa when we were out there actually makes that like sound. I, I saw it and was like, first thing I did was check the app schedule. I yep. was like, how can we get back here? <laughs> Could we make this work? The answer is no for us, but I thought about it. I looked. It's such a good deal. Yep. It uh, It's a dope place if you haven't. Have it gone. Go check it out. Circa Resort and Casinos. We love them over there. You can also get uh, 20% off your stay over there with code DNVR when you check out. So jump on it. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Maybe the elephant in the room. No goals in six periods of hockey for the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. Puck's got to go in eventually. Dude. 
They were they were probably. I mean, they had a couple of games where a lot went in for sure. Where you're like, uh, some of you're, these you're are dropping touchdowns. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> some of the goals that get scored against Carolina, you're like, not so good. I don't know, man. These aren't great goals, and yeah. so you knew like. At some points, that was going to come back. It always does. It's the NHL. It always comes back. And it just happened immediately all at, all in a hurry. Once. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, not, it's not like they have not created good scoring chances in the last two games. They have. Yep. They just haven't cashed on any of them. And, I mean, look at tonight. You have a couple of pucks that hit Lukanen. Yeah, bounce through him and stay out of the net while he's sliding sideways. Yeah. and <laughs> we talk about this a lot of teams. Teams average at five v five, right around twenty three ish scoring chances in a game. Yep, and about ten to twelve somewhere in there, high, high danger, danger chances. Yeah. And your average score of an NHL game is three to two. Yep. So like most of those get stopped. Like yeah. by a large margin, those get stopped. So that's not unexpected for some of them to and get stopped, look, but all of them in back-to-back games from two goaltenders, Tristan Jari's fine. Uko Pekka isn't, and it's like, what well, is happening and, here? And I think it's pretty clear that the Avs didn't generate enough quality chances in those games. Definitely. They they need to do a better job of that. Oh, they got to get greasier. They got to grease it up. They got to muck it up. Sometimes it's not pretty. Uh, like I said, they, you, you, everyone knows they're one of the best teams in the league, and they don't want to be embarrassed. So, so teams are ready for them. And but the Avs just the last two games haven't been ready for their opponent. And then, did I like to start today? Yeah, I did. I think that was a key point before the game. You start on time. They did. They didn't cash in like you said. Then they went back to their not very smart puck management, and then it you know, and it bit them. And then after that, it was just like. Like Rudo said, not enough. Yeah. Not enough chances. Not yeah. enough mucking it up. Not enough uh, throwing pucks on net and making things go off your pants or you know, whatever it is that it is that, that you got to get away from. You know, like I heard you guys say, it's going to be a fluke, right? It's going to yeah. be a fu- like a little well, a bouncy, you know, like and and it didn't happen. My next question is that kind of like, is this a, hey, when they get one, the dam's going to break kind of thing and they might get a bundle or is this a... They're going to have to work their way through it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of both because you get the one, it kind of breaks the dam, but it rewards the hard work, which feeds into more hard work. You go a little bit of, all right, I remember how you do this. Exactly, and that's where my biggest problem the last two games came. And after about the first eight minutes of today, you saw the avalanche kind of pack it in. As They start, they, they tried to, as Eric said earlier, they tried to cheat the game a lot. Yep. They tried to make these cute little plays. They tried to shortcut things. Instead of keeping it simple and just and working hard, hockey is not a game that you can be successful at the highest level yep. without combining an exceptional level of talent with really hard work. You do not see teams lazily win many games every year. It does happen when a goaltender steals one. Yep. You know, we, we saw it earlier this year when Mackenzie Blackwood almost stole a game from the Avalanche. Where it was just like everything was going against Colorado in that game, but they stuck to the hard work and eventually it paid off. That's what's been missing in the last two games. That hard work, that commitment to the process, that the the mastering of the details. It's too hard of a league to just say, well, well, we're really good. We just are just going to show up and be so much better. And that Buffalo team is no joke. Yep. That that's especially that forward core. That's a 
great forward core. Yep. You are not going to get away with shortcutting the game against those guys. Those guys are going to cram that puck down your throat, and that's exactly the what we saw. The only thing you get is odd man rushes the other way. It's that they exactly capitalize what on. we saw yep. today. So just not a – the effort was bad. The effort was bad. It was disappointing. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say other than that. And, and you know, like, you know the coaches are disappointed. You know, you know the players are disappointed, you know, in themselves and, yep. and, and themselves as a group. So, you know, you roll up your sleeves and, you know, you, you don't complain about it. You just get back to work. And then you, you get a day off tomorrow. You get a big practice Tuesday. And then you have a home game Wednesday. And it's a divisional game. And, yep. you know, those games are important. And we've been saying these last few days, you don't lose two in a row. Well, you certainly don't lose three in a row. You know what I mean? So that's an actual losing streak. That is, yep. yeah. So it's like, all right, whatever you've done the last two days, or you didn't do, then make sure you do it. I'm talking about your preparation or or anything that it is that you you, you have to do to get yourself ready for a game. Yeah, because it wasn't there Look, the last two games. One game off is one game off. You had a bad one. Everybody does that. Two games. Now you have a problem that remains a problem until you solve it by winning one. Yeah. It's that simple. Three games and more. Now you're spiraling. Yeah, you have. Yeah, that's when concern sets in. Yeah, yeah. If you go from six and zero to six and three, and especially if you're not competitive in two of them. Well, and look, you just took two bad losses. You have a home game coming up against an in division team who is bad. Yeah. If you can't get that one sorted out, yeah, there's gonna be some problems. Yeah, well, and then the schedule's not a whole lot easier. You go out to Vegas, you host Seattle. Like, yep. you've got good teams on your schedule. You don't, this is not the Boston schedule where you're just running through a bakery here, man. <laughs> you know, like this you is don't get Chicago three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not, you're, they're not running through the, the draft lottery here. Yep. Like, like the Bruins have where you're like, okay, hey, yeah, sure. They've won some games, but come on. Not that not that Pittsburgh was has been great, and Buffalo certainly was not a world beater to start the season. Buffalo is a team that scares you because they can beat you on any given day. Is Losing it, to Pittsburgh the way that they did was disappointing, uh, and you don't want to. You don't want to. St. Louis sucks, and they can't score. Let me let me ask you this: Is it more concerning that the Avs have played poorly, or is it reassuring to you that? The Avs have lost this game because they've played bad, not that the other teams are just better than them. Yeah, that I I would say the second one. I would okay. I would say it's more reassuring to me that we see when the Avalanche play poorly, they lose. Yep. That's how things go. When they have played mediocre or better, they've won. they're 6 and 0. Yeah. Hilarious comment from chat earlier tonight was the Avs are 6 and 0 when they score a goal this year. <laughs> they're undefeated is, when they score a goal this year. That is a true statement. So all they have to do, you score goals, you win games. They it's don't fact. score goals, they lose games. It's a fact. It's a this fact. This is just data. It is. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by <laughs> Red Hawk Roofing. Denver's best roofers have joined the DNVR team. I know with the the big snow, a lot of people might be finding some leaks in their roof with uh, all the hailstorms we had in the spring. Maybe you didn't get your stuff checked out. Maybe you got to get something fixed up there. Red Hawk Roofing is available 24-7. They have decades of experience. They'll respond quickly, and they have quality materials. You got to go check these guys out. If you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com and tell them DNVR sent you over there. And then go get yourself edumacated over at MSU Denver. 
Uh, MSU Denver, a great way to start or restart your college career. You can go for over 90 different majors, including even creating your own curriculum for a major if you work with their programs. You can do in-person or online or a mix of both. However you best learn, you can set yourself up for success with MSU Denver. Get over there, check them out. We have uh, multiple people here who went there, including myself and our producer, Tiff. So, yeah. Go, go team MSU Denver. They had a good baseball team in Division Two for a while. There you go. Women's volleyball team out here at Dude, MSU Denver. Volleyball is like good volleyball. <laughs> so it. underrated. Yep. I'm quick like a cat in the sand. I on bet. The beach, on the beach volleyball. Yeah. I bet. I'm quick I like a I bet you cat. used to be. Do you, uh, <laughs> not anymore. You wear, do you wear jeans like Tom Cruise did in Top yeah. Gun? Yeah. Both Top Guns? Yes, Maverick. <laughs> and the glasses. And, Hell my, yeah. my, and the wrists are taped, you know? Oh, yeah. Like you got to take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, chalk them up a little bit. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe get off the beach and get back to class. Uh, sorry, head, sorry, sorry. Head over there to msudenver.edu uh, <laughs> to sign up for spring classes today. They're now registering for the spring semester. Get yourself either to college or back to college and on with your life. Uh, okay. Ready? I really okay. Don't have anything else to say. Again, yeah. far too similar to the Pittsburgh game for anyone to enjoy. That's all I got. Hope that Kale McCarr is healthy and he's fine. D- d- I, yeah, of course. But and again, it makes the, the trip a little longer you know, on, the, on, on the plane. It does. Good. You know? Which is good. I, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Now, uh, are those guys like panicking? No, they're not because they have the ability. When do you when you win championships, you know how to deal with those situations because those situations will happen again this year, and it's how you're even keel. Never too high, never too low. Even keel. And those guys, from coaching staff to to the players, know how to deal with that. Yeah. These guys will, will get a day off tomorrow. They haven't been home. They deserve to be home. They deserve to get a little day off, be with their families, and it's awesome. And they're not getting in the wee hours of the night, like you said tonight. It's yeah. going to be awesome, I mean, whatever it is. Probably Halloween party night. Well, I don't know. Hopefully it's bedtime night. Well, but you know, they get, get a rest. proper two days at home, yeah, even if it is only game, one game. And then, you but... know, same thing, Thursday. They yeah. don't play till Saturday, right? You know what I mean? So it's it's a little... I mean, again, the this, this schedule's been favorable. Yep. When I said earlier, I'm not saying they're dead tired. I'm saying they've been on the road. Yep. You know, yeah. it just gets old. Like, you want to be in your surroundings. You want to... You know, road is great because, oh, it's time to get together. All right, bond as a group, which they mm-hmm. did at the start. Now it's like, let's, t- let's spend a little time at home, you know, in, in our stuff, in our locker room, in our, you know, with our families and with our routines. So I think it's just what the doctor ordered, get home and... Spent a couple of days at home. Does the way that this road trip ended change anything about which goaltender you think should play against St. Louis? I guess I'll rephrase. Which goalie would you play against St. Louis? Georgiev. I'd play Prozvatov. Uh, nope. You know, I, I bet you you see Parker and then, you know, they probably had a plan maybe. Maybe you're right. Like I think both answers are right. I'm, I'm going to cop it out. Like, gonna be out. what I'm going to say, though, is maybe it was all planned all along that, okay, today's Sunday afternoon. They get a day off Monday. Tuesday, they practice. Obviously, Wednesday's, Wednesday's a game day. Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. 
do they take those five days to hit the re- and it was all whether he was eight and zero or six and two, is it the, the few days where Georgiev gets a lot of time with UC and you know extra time and because you, know, you do get extra time like Wednesday on on the yeah. morning skate and stuff like that. So is it that time? It gives him a nice little rest. Maybe, maybe well, I don't know. I so would say it's fi- I'm fifty fifty. Here's why you know, I would. Like, here's why I'd go Georgiev. You have two days off into the St. Louis game, and then you get yeah. two days off after That's before right, yeah. Vegas. Oh, I know. So yeah. I would continue with Georgiev through those two. And it, this has not been a demanding workload to start the season. It's yes. not. He has started every game. Hasn't been demanding. And if that's all you look at, you're like, oh, my God, that's, that's a lot. A lot. Of stars. But <laughs> they've had two days off in between, like, five of the their games. majority of the ones they've played. Like, yeah. they have only had a game every other day, what, two different times? Yep. You're you're just talking. It has not been a demanding. No. Other than being on the road for two full weeks in the first 18 days of the season. Yep. Outside it, of that aspect of it, it has not been a demanding uh, schedule. After the Vegas game, you get New Jersey, which you probably play Georgiev again. But this then, is why I would give. This is why I would play Prozvatov on is, Wednesday. You give him the whole week. I get that. He's totally fresh, and then he gets the next week. That's for you. my point. And I don't hate that, but. Then after New Jersey, you get Seattle, St. Louis, and I think you could probably play your backup in one of those two. So, I'm not playing my backup against Seattle. I'm just not. I'm maybe this is just me being petty and shit, but I'm wanting to. I want to sweep them to so start the season. Kick their head in by scoring a bunch of goals. Well, then. like they played, they played three three of their first what fourteen games are against, against Seattle. Seattle, yeah, and then they're and done with them. I want if Seattle has like a slow start, which they've had. But if that slow start were to continue, I want Colorado to be part of it. Okay. And so I want your gift so, for all so of So play him against the second game against St. Louis, then. You, you could play Prosvitov in both because you don't take the Blues seriously. The only thing that's tiring for me uh, <laughs> as, as a goaltender there is I don't like, for example, the last couple of games that when the ass fall behind. It's a different mindset of the night. It's a different game for a goalie. It's a little more tiring when you're down to nothing. Can't yeah. allow that third one where it's easy. It's easy. Look at the last two games. It's easy for the goalies when they're up three nothing. It's just a different Look, mindset. You're more loosened than that. Let's you know? start the Avs with scoring a goal before and we start <laughs> talking about scoring the first goal. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's the other thing is that Georgiev has played behind a dog shit team for a couple yeah. of games, and there have been some goals against where you're like, ah, don't love those from Georgiev, but you're not looking at every goal against saying, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. You're you're looking at the skaters on just about every goal against and going, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're open nets, yep. odd man rushes left and right, some breakaways. like Poor decisions. It's been silly. And that's, so. I think that it could have been worse tonight. In the first period, Yorgiev did make a couple of good saves to not let this one get out of hand initially. Obviously, it didn't make a difference, but... I really don't have much problem with Georgiev in these two losses, so... Uh, I don't either. Anyway, we're going to get out of here for the day and go enjoy the rest of our not-so-sunny day. Uh, we appreciate all y'all uh, hanging out. It's sunny this afternoon. Is it? Eh, maybe we get lucky. Uh, we appreciate y'all hanging out. We are off tomorrow, so uh, there will be nothing going on there. But we'll be back Tuesday. That will be a show you probably yeah. want to tune into. It's going to be a cool show Tuesday, one way or another. Uh, we appreciate y'all, <laughs> and we'll talk to you on the next one. We're all silly like the mayor. 